0: Welcome to another hashtag Bears Victory Monday on Sports Zone Chicago. You listen to Second City Sports along with Miss Lakeena McGee. I am Cindy Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80.
1: You can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Kenosco McGee on the IG.
0: You can catch Second City Sports every Monday and every Friday right here on YouTube. At Sports Zone Chicago, once again at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube and Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook. We apologize for those of you that can't listen to us via the Facebook feed. You can reach us via the YouTube feed at Sports Zone Chicago. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps, whether it's the Apple iTunes Store or Google Play. Make sure that app says Sports Zone Chicago. You can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms: that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, Second Sports, you can do so. We're available on all podcast platforms at War on Anchor. Make sure you type in that search engine box, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at W-A-R-Media, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you in advance for your support.
1: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends, and we're sorry for the bugs, you know, for those of us. We'll Mm -hmm. still be able to listen to us on YouTube and on the audio version. We are real, 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 like like, Sid said, so we apologize Mm -hmm. for the technical difficulties.
0: Yeah, so we have a guest coming up in the next hour as we uh, talk baseball uh, with, with Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. He's the MLB insider. He's going to hop on with us to talk White Sox and the two wildcard games in the NL, in the AL, and then predict what's going to happen in the, in the playoffs um, going forward. And at, at, during the last. Segment of the show, we'll get into the best and worst from college football and some other fun stuff as well. Lakina, even though we got off to a late start, let's get it started as we kick off our um uh football power hour. It's going to be kind of shortened today because of our technical difficulties, but but let's get it started We're talking about the Chicago Bears that 24 14 win over the, over the Detroit Lions yesterday at Soldier Field. Justin Fields look. Impressive! It was a total, it was a total turnaround from last week's performance um, in Cleveland, where the Bears lost by 20. But Justin Fields was uh, 11 of 17 for 209 yards. He had an interception, but he was efficient in the pocket. His quarterback rating was at 82.7. David Montgomery, the Bears running back who was injured uh, uh, during the late stages of that game, he had 23 carries for 106 yards and two. Early touchdowns. Damian Williams, the backup running back for the Bears, had eight carries for 55 yards and a touchdown. Darnell Mooney led the Bears in the receiving department. Five catches, 125 yards. including a 64-yard catch. Ella Robinson finally showed up on the score sheet. Three catches, 63 yards. And, uh, and a long his catch was 28 yards late in that third quarter. Lakina and the defense did their thing with, with four sacks. Khalil Mack had a sack. Robert Quinn showed up with a sack. Uh, Alec Ogletree headed the a, a deflection mm-hmm. um, early in the game, which kept the Lions off the off the scoreboard. That was the Lions' third trip to the red zone. there was a turnover or downs. Lakina, the Bears did look good yesterday, even though it was a lesser opponent. The defense stepped up, and it was finally complemented by their offense.
1: Well, here's the thing for me, and I'm glad that you know. Unfortunately, for people on Facebook, will not be seeing this, so you know, take it for what you will. It was the Lions. That's all I can say about that. It was the Lions. That, that's sort of like the, my whole thing. It was the Lions. I mean, the Lions did Lions things. You know, they, uh, you know, golf got hit in the face with the, you know, the mm-hmm. center, hiked the ball to him before he even said anything. Um, they missed some fourth down conversions deep into the Bears' territory. Who knows what would have happened had they scored scored points, you know, who knows, you know, that the trajectory of the game would have changed. I mean, look, Justin Fields, you know, okay, he had an interception, you know, he, he wasn't too flashy and but didn't make any major, major mistakes, and that's okay. But, you know, the the defense, okay, okay, defense. Let's say you do this against you know a better opponent. All right. So mm-hmm. we this we've seen this movie before, Sid, and I and I can't stress this enough. They do good against the not-so-good team, you know, they do they do good against not so good teams the team that team that's supposed to beat. But yet they can't do this against so the decent teams like, you know, like the, the Browns. And we'll see you with the Packers and they, as they play them in a couple of weeks. So I, 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 pardon me if I'm not, like, too, you know, like excited. Like, oh, you know, the Bears got our two and two. Yippee. Okay, yeah, it's against the Lions. So I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go back to the first drive of the game, Lakina, And you can tell that the play calling was very different. Offensive of coordinator Bill Lazor, they had a great game plan. And the players executed it to perfection. They used the running game to set up the pass. David Montgomery was effective. Justin Fields, he can throw from the pocket, folks. We all love him running, uh, throwing on the run, and running out of trouble, which was his, which is his strength, no doubt. But he sat there a couple of times in the pocket. And through to Darnell Mooney, he did it later in the game to Allen Robinson, uh, surveying the field, picking that Lions' bad secondary Mm -hmm. apart. On that first drive, you saw that long pass to Darnell Mooney. Mooney got separation, got uh, deep in the zone coverage in that bad Lions secondary. It had a big game. And Justin Fields' arm, folks, is impressive. I'm not saying his arm is like Warren Moon or Kurt Warner's. I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon just yet, but his deep ball is not bad. And we saw that yesterday, finally.
1: Yeah, I mean, we did. I mean, they kind of just let him be, you know, who he is, and they kind of mm-hmm. like let the playbook flow. They open the playbook for him, and that's fine. But again, you know, these are the lions. So, I'm, again, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know, if it, I know it sounds like I'm going on a tangent here, but you know, these are the lions. So, you know, and, they, and the lions, the lions help the Bears win this game. I mean, let, let's be honest here, and I, I feel like at this point, you know, and I'm, I'm, nothing has changed how I feel about the Bears. You know, David Montgomery. You know, looks like he's going to be gone. He he avoids serious, a, ser- a much more serious knee injury, but he is going to be gone for a couple of weeks. So, it, it's going to be very interesting, though, to see. I mean, Damian Williams. You know, he had got a little banged up too, but he'll be he'll be the guy for at least a couple of weeks if you know Montgomery is out. So, and also for Fields. I mean, you know, seven, 11 for seventeen. You know, A. Rob had some drops again, and. You know, Mooney. You know was sort of like the big, you know, the big dog there. He got 120, 26 of those 200 some yards that fields, you know, in the fields passing game. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not like too excited. I'm like, okay, it went two and two. Good for you. But you know what? Again, these are the Lions. So again, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm not, if I'm not like throwing oh, you know, a parade or you know have blues or streamers coming out about this. But <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Second City Sports on the on the on a Monday. Uh, hashtag Bears Victory Monday on our Football Power Hour. Sid Lakina here with you on Sports Zone Chicago. If you want to comment on today's show, you can do so only through our YouTube feed. Only so go to Sports Zone Chicago via our YouTube page. Place your comments in the comments section, and Lakina will get those comments up and running for you. If you try to do anything stupid or decide to troll and try to be so-called smart, Lakina will politely give you the boot. <laughs> Likina, the line, going back to the Bears, the Bears politely gave the Lions the boot yesterday on the late front. We talked about the defense is getting a year older and uh, who, who was going to step up besides Khalil Mack. Roquan Smith, if I forgot to mention at the top, he had a sack yesterday, so it was nice to see Roquan Smith uh, do his thing. You uh, uh, know, Khalil Mack is the veteran of that defense. Roquan Smith, who's looking to get paid, He's, uh, in my opinion, the best player on that defense because he's younger. He's active. He's, uh, I think, Akeem Talib said it yesterday on the broadcast. He's he's better in coverage than he is one-on-one because TJ Hawkinson uh, had a chance to uh, catch a ball late in that first half, and Wocron Smith got called for a pass interference, but mm-hmm. outside of that, Wocron bounced back with that sack late in the fourth quarter, and this Bears defense, even though it's getting a year older, is they still showing signs that they can be good. Is just like I said before a few moments ago. They were comp- complimented by above average offensive performance yesterday.
1: Yeah, it sort it was a kind of above average performance. I mean, look, you know, A. Rod did what he needed to do. You know, Darnell Moody kept drives going. You know, the running game helped. So it was, it was, it, look, it was a good complete, you know, offensive game here by the field you know, that ran by the Bears. But mm-hmm. again, you know, you can do that with you know, a really bad Lions team. So uh, look, I I feel like yes for the defense. I mean. You know Hicks, you couldn't play because you know, I guess after a series, he, his groin was bothering him. We'll see if that becomes an issue. Um, you know, Roquan Smith did what he needed to do. You know, Tyshawn Gibson was actually pretty good too for the Bears on the defensive end. So I mean, it, it's it's you know what? Look, they look they did a nice thing. You know, Robert Quinn. You know, you heard his name his name a couple of times yesterday. So yes, you know, um, look that that's that's cool. I mean, again, um, I'm not like I, like I said, I'm not gonna get you know, too. You know, freaked out or too, you know, like oh rah rah about us. This is this is what the Lions. So, uh,
0: going back to Justin Fields, I liked what he said during his post game presser yesterday. Like, I don't know if he caught it, but uh the one turnover that, uh, uh actually two turnovers that he had. One of them that he recovered off a of fumble. He said that was his fault, and we saw that a couple of times last week uh, in the loss at Cleveland. When we saw it. Uh, a, a couple of times during preseason, uh, Justin Fields has to learn how to protect the football better. I think he will do that. He will get better that he recognizes his mistakes and he's not presenting himself as uh, the the young guy that thinks that he knows it all. It, he doesn't go around with airs all over his face saying that uh, I'm the man everybody should be worshiping me and uh, I, I own the room from that perspective he, he's not arrogant from a negative perspective he, he's a, uh he seems like a humble young man yeah I didn't play perfectly yesterday I played better than I did last week at Cleveland I could control what I could control but that fumble was my fault even though he recovered it uh, I should uh, be better at that. And he will get better at that. Now the interception late in the first half, it wasn't totally his fault. Deflections happen. So be it. But I thought Joseph Fields, he did not play a perfect game, but he did well enough for the bears to win. Now the office game plan was much, much better. And it was set by, it was set by the running game in David Montgomery.
1: Yeah. You hope that, you know, it looks like he did. Like I said, it's like he did avoid any serious injury, but looks like mm-hmm. he is going to be gone for a couple of weeks. So, you know, he kind of kept the you know the things going, and and look, I mean, the one pass rusher that the Lions, you know, did did have. I mean, he, you know, from your call, he's actually done for your unfortunate, he tore his Achilles during one of those runs. So, you know, he that that was left there. But yeah, I mean, look. You know, another 100 yard, you know, plus, you know, game for Damon Montgomery, even though he had to pull out in the second, you know, then the third quarter, I should say. But, you know, I don't like, I said, I don't want to go too long against it because, again, we we really want to really get back into the, mm-hmm. the NFL, but the rest of the NFL before we have to go do our break and get ready for a map. But, you know, again, okay, he, if there's had a decent performance. But again, you know, those are the theme here, folks. It's the Lions. So, a- again, I'm not going to, you know, let's see how they do, do next Sunday. I'm going to go at Las Vegas. And you know we'll we'll see what they can do. And, then, and look, this, this team is exactly who you thought they were. You know, of course, you know, God rest his soul, the late great Denny Green. You know, like like you said, we'll see how they do next few weeks against the Packers, against the Cardinals. They played a couple of weeks against. Um, I know the Steelers. You know, they haven't looked good, mm-hmm. but they're still the Steelers. So I want to see how they play against the rest of the NFC uh, West, because that's who they're going to have to play. So they may, you know, they they already lost to the Rams. They may lose the other to the other three teams. So Again, this is team is who exactly who you thought they were, and again, I'm not, you know, again, I'm not going to be too excited. This is a 500 team at best.
0: Taking a look at the numbers from the other side, the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff, 24 at 38 for 299 yards and two touchdowns, and he had a fumble, as Lakina mentioned. Uh, early in the game. Jamal Williams, as we talked about with our guest Dan Miller on Friday, he had 14 carries for 66 yards. DeAndre Smith, uh, DeAndre Swift was a nine-factor. Only eight carries for 66 yards. The only receiver that really stepped up for the Lions yesterday was Khalif Raymond. He had the only two touchdowns for the game. That kid could fly. He, uh, I think the Lions has something in him. I'm not saying he's going to be a number one wide receiver, but he was the only one that showed up in the wide receiver department yesterday in terms of scoring. TJ Hawkinson, their tight end, He had four catches for 42 Yards his longest catch was from 22. Like, you know, the Detroit defense, uh, they really didn't show up yesterday. Uh, the Bears, as we mentioned, they set the tone with the running game. Justin Fields hardly got touched at all, and uh, it was all around good game for the Bears. Consider what happened last week at Cleveland,
1: yeah, yeah. Like I said before, it's, it's a Lions, so let's keep it going, let's keep it going, <laughs> keep going, keep going. Like I like I said, we don't have to, we do have time, so I want to get to rest of the NFL. So we, we you know let let let's get let's keep it going because I, I like I said I'm the Bears and Lions. Okay, they're the Lions. You know the broadcast actually the broadcast actually pretty entertaining and you uh, know, leave was wearing was just, <laughs> I yeah. know, just very weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. But yeah, let, let's keep it going. Come on, let's keep it moving.
0: All right, you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, along with Miss LaKeena McGee. I am Sydney Brown. Let's review some of the key games from yesterday, LaKeena. Let's start off at Atlanta. It was the Washington Football Team coming from behind to defeat the Falcons, 34 to 30, thanks to um, Mc- uh, Jared McKissick's uh, diving airborne attempt to get mm. into the end zone, which was called a touchdown. The call uh, uh, was upheld, and the Washington Football Team uh, came away with the. With the victory, Taylor Heineke for the for Washington had 290 yards passing and three touchdown, three touchdown throws. Antonio Gibson, my guy on my fantasy football team, 14 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Tamer McLaurin had six catches, 123 yards, and two scores.
1: Yeah, just a just a, a amazing performance. If you saw his uh catches, say his interview afterwards. I mean, you know, this was a guy just a couple of years ago. He was sleeping in his sister and brother in law's couch. You know, he was crashing their couch. You know, that's just how bad it was. I mean, he actually played in one of the, uh, I forgot which league he played on. He played on one of the leagues that folded. So, but now he's come back. You know, he got signed, you know, showed a little something in the, uh, in the playoff game against the Tom, Tom Brady and the and the, uh, the Bucks. And, you know, he's actually, you know, with thanks to much in part to an injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's probably now the guy. He got his guy's contract. And, you know, and I, I think, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that Washington's going to win the division, but. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't make any mistakes. We you know, had three touchdowns. You know, that was sort of like a weird, like, scoring thing. And, you know, the losing the yeah. cost, Cordero Patterson had three touchdowns with, with catches. So, unfortunately, that was all for not. That was just a rude one, like, really one of the crazier games. <laughs> it was just yeah. a... It's involved. I got a chance to catch something via my laptop here. And it was actually, yeah, it actually turned out to be a pretty entertaining game, which could have been a dud.
0: <laughs> yeah, I started Matt Ryan over Ryan Tannehill yesterday. Matt Ryan was looking good. And then he threw that dumb interception uh, laying on his yeah. knees. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave this score at, at, at this as well. The Buffalo Bills shut out the Houston Texas 40 to nothing. We don't need to right, go over that. No. Uh, I did, <laughs> that nah, <laughs> th- yeah. Uh, the This next game, I watched the majority of it via my computer. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys, 36, in the uh, Carolina Panthers, 28. Sam Darnold, 26 of 39. Uh, as my computer goes blank for a moment, now it's back. Uh, Sam mm-hmm. Darnold, 301 y- yards, including two touchdown passes. He had two rushing touchdowns as well. Ezekiel Elliott for Dallas is back. 20 carries, 143 yards, and a touchdown. DJ Moore. For Carolina had eight receptions, 113 yards, and two touchdowns. Lakina, I know you picked Carolina on Friday. They were right there uh, in the first half. That was actually leaned by one, 14 to 13.
1: Hey, well, but it was yeah. The, yeah,
0: but it was Dallas uh, Cowboys scoring 20 unanswered points in that third quarter that put that game away.
1: Yeah, I keep forgetting that Thomas Davis and Luke Keeler are no longer – they have both retired. So, um, <laughs> unfortunately – and also J.C. Horns hurt hurt, too. So, I'm sure that would have mm-hmm. been – that would have been – and, look, I think, you know, Carolina State, you know, close, you know, for a little bit. But, you know, I'll say, I mean, the Cowboys look really good right now. I mean, their, their defense has been really solid. You know, Dax hasn't made any major mistakes. Zeke Elliott, you know, feed the they everyone says in Dallas, you know, had 143 yards rushing. You know, he kept the drives moving for the Cowboys. And and look, I, I think right now, I'm not going to say they're the best team in the NFC, but I think they're definitely in that, you know, top three, top five range.
0: The Indianapolis Colts went down to South Beach and picked up in their first victory of the season. They defeated the Miami Dolphins 27-17. Carson wins 228 yards passing and two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor the Colts, ran the ball 60 times for one hundred yards and a score. Devontae Pargo was the only bright spot for the Dolphins. He had four catches for 77 yards and a score.
1: Yeah, they couldn't get the run game going for Miami. And as for, you know, the Colts, they really needed this win. They were zero. have been 0-3. And, and look, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you know, showing you that, you know, that's the reason why they picked him first, you know, from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. you know, he showed you why. And look, Carson Wentz didn't make any major mistakes either. You know, he got to two touchdowns, you know, those two uh passes. And look, the defense, you know, look, they actually showed you why they're one of the top defenses in the NFL last year. I mean, yeah, you know, Darius Leonard had five tackles, and it was, it was just you know a really good performance by you know by the defense. And and look, I you know, Kamuko Tore had, you know, two sacks for them. So, you know, probably this is probably the best performance the Colts have shown this year.
0: This next game I watched in this entirety via my computer. It was the Cleveland Browns getting an important road victory, defeating the Minnesota Vikings 14-7. Kirk Cousins had 203 yards passing and a touchdown for the Vikings. Nick Chubb ran the ball well for Cleveland as expected, 21 carries for 100 yards. Justin Jefferson, my guy in my fantasy football team, six catches, to 84 yards, and the only score for the home
1: team. Uh, Kirk has unfortunately showed you why people <laughs> have no faith in Kirk Cousins. You know, yep. he overthrew some <laughs> yeah, you know, like he overthrew some guys. I mean, there were a couple of drops. I mean, I think you know, Jefferson had a drop and Thielen did too. And you know, the def- you know, the defense the defense did their job. Defense did what they were supposed to do. You know, they sacked yep. you know, Mayfield uh, three times. But again, you know the, they just couldn't get anything going. You know the, the running game. You know they didn't really feed the ball to Dalvin Cook very much. I know or or either Matheson Math, either. So I, I'm kind of like surprised that they didn't like run the ball more, especially because his cousins were struggling. I they this was a, this is another game that missed a let way away, and unfortunately this has been a theme for them. You could probably say they should be two and two right now, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh,
0: I watched the uh, end of the fourth quarter and the beginning of this game. Uh, via my computer. <laughs> uh, mm. It was the New York Giants coming back from 11.2nd half deficit to defeat the Saints in overtime 27-21. Daniel Jones for the Giants had a, a big day, 402 yards passing, and two touchdowns. Alpha Camaro for the Saints had 26 carries for 120 yards. Kelly Galladay stepped up for the Giants in the receiving department, six catches for 116 yards. Saquon Barkley looked good, Laquina, yesterday with two touchdowns, including the yeah. game winner in overtime.
1: Yeah, I mean, I watched the I watched the tail end of this game, and and yeah, I get the Giants credit. I mean, they kind of you mm-hmm. know they you know kept it going. The Saints just really couldn't get it. You know, just really couldn't get their offense going either. I and mean, you know, the defense unfortunately they gave us some big plays late. You know, Galladay stepped up for the the Giants, like you said. You know, Tony had a couple of you know big catches too. You know, John John Ross, I mean, had a, a couple of big, catches as well for them in. And, and look, I mean, the Giants, you know, they needed a win and they got their first win of the season. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Saints. I mean, I'm surprised the Saints play is not very well, mm-hmm. especially since it's their first, you know, official home game. since you know, they've been displaced. They were displaced their first game because you know, of yeah. Ida. But, you know, I don't really know what to say. I mean, this is sort of one of those games where you kind of like you were left scratching your head afterwards. But good for the Giants. It,
0: yeah. Uh speaking of the another football team in New York City an upset took place in East Rutherford, New Jersey in, in MetLife Stadium. Uh MetLife or MetLife, whatever the hell they call it these days. It in, it's Met Life. Met Life. Okay, I was right the first time. Okay. <laughs> the New York Jets uh defeated the Tennessee Titans in overtime 27-24. Ryan Tannehill had 298 y- yards passing and a touchdown. Derrick Henry, as you said, looking on Friday, should carry the Titans off, especially with the absence of Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. There stood wide receivers. Henry had 33 carries, for so 157 yards and a score. Corey Davis for the Jets had four catches, 111 yards, and a touchdown.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was sort of like one of the bigger upsets. I mean, you know, Zach Wilson didn't make any big mistakes. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. throw another session, though he was, you know, and also to the defense level for the Jets. They, yes, sacked, they Ryan sacked Ryan Tannehill. they sacked Ryan Tannehill seven times. I mean that's <laughs> that's just I don't know what's going on. I know, I know Lil has been out, but you know, still that's still kind of like weird to me. Also, too, shout out to uh the Williams brothers, uh Quincy and Quinnen. Quinn and each they, they've each had a sack in the game. That's the first time it's ever happened that two brothers have had the sacks that played in the same game for the same team since so Sacks became official Saturday, too. So the you know, the Williams brothers are doubly celebrating t- you know, tonight,
0: oh, to th- yesterday, I mean. In the last of the early games, let's stay on the East Coast. It was the Kansas City Chiefs over the Philadelphia Eagles, 42-30. Jalen Hurts for the Eagles had 387 yards passing along with two touchdowns. Kali Elvis hilaire for Kansas City ran the ball 14 times for 102 yards. Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs had 11 catches, 186 yards, and three scores.
1: Yeah, just, uh, it was actually, you know, the Eagles actually kept, you know, kept alive for a little bit, but their defense kind of let them down. I mean, Patrick Mahomes t- showed you why he's been, he was the MVP a couple years ago, you mm-hmm. know, five touchdowns, you know, E-Lair had 102 two yards rushing and, you know, Tyreek Hill, I mean, Tyreek Kill as like, oh, you know, 186 <laughs> yards and three touchdown catches, just, they just could not, you know, the, the Eagles just could not slow down the, the cheese offense and, you know, I'm sure the Eagles fans are probably kicking themselves because, you know, they feel like that game kind of slipped away from them. Also to shout out to Andy Reid, He became the first coach to win a hundred games with two different teams, including the playoffs. So, you know, congrats to him. also he had a cheese stick afterwards too. Cause remember he's been, he was in the hospital for a couple of days last week you know, for various reasons, but he actually said he had a cheese stick. He didn't he have a cheese stick. So I'm sure he enjoyed one yesterday. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag Bears Victory Monday in our Football Power Hour, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Cindy Brown. Let's go over to the late games. Another upset took place yesterday on the West Coast. It was the Los Angeles Rams dropping their first game of the season at home to the Arizona Cardinals, 37-20. Matthew Stafford had 280 yards passing and two touchdowns. Chase Edmonds ran the ball for the Cardinals. On 12 carries, he had 120 yards rushing. Vance Jefferson for the Rams showed up. It looks like he was the only one that showed up for the Rams offensively yesterday. Six catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown.
1: It also to show our buddy Armando who is watching us through the our YouTube feed. What's up, hey! Armando? Uh, yeah. So yeah, sorry you can't watch us through Facebook, but I'm, gl- I'm glad we got YouTube for you so we can watch this. But yeah, I mean this is probably the most surprising game of the mm-hmm. of the day. Like yesterday, I mean, I watched this game. I kind of like kept it. Like I watched, like, I watched like three different games, you know, on my computer. Of course, I had the, <laughs> and of course, I had uh, Steelers and Packers on uh, the television. But look, the defense for the uh, the Cardinals. I mean, you know, yeah. Brian Murphy drew. had another interception. Byron Murphy drew. I should say he had another interception. They actually kind of kept the Rams in check. They which did. Yeah. I did not think that would happen. I mean, they forced a lot of three and outs, and they just, you know, the Rams just couldn't, you know, couldn't get the offense going. And you know, look, I mean, the Cardinals are not the only undefeated team left in the a- in the NFC. So <laughs> I I don't know how that happened. I'm glad for them and. <laughs> No, 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 look, I, I was I you know how I was I was you know, lobbying for the Cardinals last year and they made me look kind of silly. Me too. But yeah. you know, we both did. But you know, they looked they looked really good. Again, will they be like the the you know the top team in NFC West? We'll have to wait and see. But right now, their defense is really, you know, it's looking good. Of course, of course, Kyler Murray's doing his thing, but it's really their defense that kind of like you know, let the charge for them.
0: Yeah, shout out to Kyler Murray. This is the first time he's defeated the LA Rams for the first time in his career. Redemption mm-hmm. from last year because if you guys remember, it was the regular season finale. The Arizona Cardinals would have won the game. They would have knocked the Bears out of the playoffs. Of course, Kyler Murray got hurt in there. They ended the Cardinals' playoff hopes. And number two, uh, there. This, this is the second time in the last 40 years that the Cardinals franchise has been 4-0 and to start the season. Another... Um, I don't want to say upset that took place yesterday, even though I told you on Friday that this team was going to win. The Seattle Seahawks held on to defeat the 49ers 28-21. Jimmy Garoppolo, who was quote-unquote hurt in that first half, Time of this game. Don't, tell don't tell me you're doing this
1: conspiracy. I mean, I've mean, i seen it all over the 49ers <laughs> Twitter. I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> both Jimmy Garoppolo, who was replaced in the second half by rookie quarterback, Trey Lance, who had two touchdown passes of his own. Jimmy Garoppolo had 165 yards passing and a touchdown. Uh, Trey uh, sermon ran the ball well for the 49ers, 19 carries, 89 yards. Debo Samuel had eight catches for 156 yards and two scores for the 49ers. Um, Russell Wilson had three total touchdowns in the Seahawks' road win yesterday. Lakina, as I as I suspect, what's going to happen? Anything Seattle was going to dominate the way they did, but Russell Wilson and those guys on offense came to play yesterday.
1: They did, and you have to you and you can tell that you know he wanted to win this game because they, the, yeah. they split their they for their season meaning. But uh, you got to think though. I think that the the, the injuries on defense for the Forty Nine ers are you know you got to think that's kind of you know made a deterrent for them and. It, they just they really could not get to Russell. I know they I know they did get like three sacks against him, but you know, they, they just they just went forward and they were able to kinda of get those long drives. So you know good for them. And and I kinda of, look I kinda of feel like I I I'm sure there gonna be a lot of people I, I know Grom was actually going to be out for a couple of weeks, I believe. So you know we'll see if you know if Trey Lance does well in those games that he's gonna be out, they he might not really go to the starting job.
0: It was the Denver Broncos losing their first game of the year. It was at home to the Baltimore Ravens 23-7. Lamar Jackson had 316 yards passing in a touchdown pass. Latavius Murray ran the ball well for the Ravens, 18 carries, 59 yards in the score. Marquise Hollywood Brown. He actually caught a ball, Lakina. For Yay! them yeah. 91 yards in a touchdown. Yes. As we said on Friday, as we said on Friday, Lakina, we all picked Denver. Myself, you and Christine. I think we all picked Denver Denver. Of course, City Bridgewater went out of the game late with a concussion. He was replaced by Drew Lye. That offense for the Broncos just couldn't uh, get going. Baltimore, I think they learned a lesson from their uh, Mm -hmm. uh, victory over the Lions last week. They almost lost that game Uh, yesterday. They learned their lesson and they kept their foot on the pedal and they came out of there with a victory.
1: Yeah, it was actually their defense that really kind of was a spark for them and you know, Tyus Bowser had two sacks and You know, in total, they had five sacks total as a team. So I, I, that kind of, it actually was actually one of those uh, sacks that, you know, had, you know, Bridgewater had to go out because of the concussion. But they actually also keep a streak going that actually broke the Steelers streak that keeping like 100 yards plus rushing in a game. So there was a little bit of gamesmanship there on the part of the Ravens, you know, the you know, Taylor's Twitter kind of went, you know, you know, mad. But and look, I think they've learned a lesson from the first game. You know, just keep running the ball and don't depend on Lamar Jackson. Let let him, you know, use mm-hmm. his arm, and then he's done that. And and look, they they look really good. The the Ravens do. So we'll see if they can keep it up. yeah, you know, despite all the injuries. So let's see if they can keep this up.
0: The last of the late games. Uh- from yesterday, the C- this was CBS's national game. It was the Green Bay Packers over the Pittsburgh Steelers, twenty-seven to seventeen. Lakina, I didn't get a chance to watch this game in its entirety because I was watching other stuff, including baseball. We'll get to baseball in our in our next hour. But looking at some of the highlights, the Green Bay dominated for at least the majority of the game. Aaron Rodgers had 248 yards passing and two touchdowns. AJ Dillon ran the ball well for the Packers, 81 yards off of 15 carries. Deontay Johnson was the only one that showed up from Pittsburgh yesterday. Nine catches for 90 yards and a score.
1: Yeah, Judy Smith usually had a couple of big drops. So I think that that you know was sort of a, a deterring factor there for the for the uh, the Steelers. Also, if you remember at the end of the first half, there was, you know, uh, a block, you know, a block field goal attempt from Crosby that I, I forgot who was it that ran the other way, but apparently Hayden got called for offsides, which led, you know, to a five-yard penalty of they able Oops. to, yeah, you know, get a field goal. And who knows, who knows how the game would have, who knows how the game would have shifted had that, you know, not happened. But, you know, you can tell Big Ben just doesn't look very good, unfortunately. And I, you know, I kind of feel like could this be sort of like we're seeing kind of the end of the road for him because they they don't look good. They look very sluggish. And, you know, I, I just like, you know, they came a long way from being 11-0 last year, just saying.
0: As I told you on Friday, as I told you during our preview segment before the season started, you're looking at a decline of Ben Roethlisberger. And the, this is one of the reasons why I did not pick the Steelers to go to the playoffs this year. Big Ben is 39-29. Their running game was non-existent. And, and those hits that Ben Roethlisberger has taken over uh, over his career, it takes a toll on you. And like you say, LaKena, they were lucky to start off 11-0 last year, even though they were the worst 11-0 team by many experts uh, that, that said that in football last year. Uh, that's how they got into the playoffs last year. If it wasn't for that, they would have missed the playoffs last year too. And as I told you on Friday, this is the last time you'll see Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger competing on the same field. This is the last year for both those guys with their respective teams.
1: Yeah, some people even were joking that maybe you know, Rodgers will end up going to the Steelers next year. but who knows? What, who knows? But, uh, yeah, so just the Packers look really good, and I think the Packers have righted the ship. Now let's talk real quick about uh, the, the return. You know, Tom Brady's return. Um, they need a uh, Ryan suck-up uh, field goal to kind of seal the win for them. And you know, again, of course, over the Patriots, it was sort of like emotional, all the pomp and circumstance. You know, they mm-hmm. cheered for him, and I. But I will say this, though, I think that offense from the from the Bucks, they miss Gronk.
0: They yes. really do. So. Yes.
1: I just want to make sure you know people know that and and look, I mean, the Patriots kept it close. You know, Mac Jones. You know, they did the the hurry up, which is what he was used to at Alabama, and they no. kind of kept it going and they really keep it close. But it, you know, just you know, the defense, the Bucs defense actually stepped up when they had to. So it was a nice win and a very emotional. You, you saw, you saw all the all the uh, the press afterwards. You know, and also too, apparently Bill Belichick actually went to Tom Brady. You know, the locker room, the players' locker room, with the you know, for the Bucs and they talked for like twenty minutes. So.
0: Yeah, I'm just glad all the pomp and circumstances is over with. And I expected to see a much more exciting plays. We didn't get that. Uh, it was exciting last two and a half minutes of the game. I thought we were going to see a whole lot more scoring. But you could tell that the weather had a big effect mm-hmm. on this game with the rain, steady rain coming down uh, throughout that game in Foxborough. I wish we, uh, wish we had that here in Chicago, but it didn't matter. The Bears came out with okay. a victory. But back to the Patriots and Bucks. Uh Matt Jones, as you mentioned, Likina, he looked very impressed. I think this is the first time that many people around the country had a chance to watch Mr. Jones. You see why Bill Belichick and crew drafted him. He had 275 yards passing up, two touchdowns. Luna Fournette, who, was, in my opinion, was the uh, co- most consistent player on the Bucks' offense last night. He had 20 carries for 91 yards. Mike Evans for the Bucs had seven catches for 75 yards. Antonio Brown had a big drop late that could have put that yeah. game away.
1: Yeah, the, yeah he did. There were actually more than a couple of uh, drops that kind of kept that should have kept it going. You know, Brady said it himself afterwards. So, like I said, they miss Gronk. So you hope that that doesn't become a factor. They're not having Gronk there because he's gonna be he's gonna be out for a few weeks. So they need to start catching the ball more. They Evans has some drops too, and you know that that's just yeah. I, I don't yeah. I mean they're really gonna hope that Gronk can come back.
0: You're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag Bears Victory Monday on our Football Power Hour, along with LaKeita McGee. I am Cindy Brown. Lakina, we got less than a minute and a half left. Let's do our studs and duds. I'll start with my three studs. Wide receiver Corey Davis from the Jets yesterday for catches, 111 yards in the score. Kyler Murray from the Arizona Cardinals. And I'll give my third stud to Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears despite that interception.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do uh, both the New York teams for my studs. It's actually the first time since 2019 that both the Giants and the Jets have won the same day. Yeah, all the way back to December 22nd of 2019. <laughs> well, the Giants beat Washington in overtime. And also, the Jets beat the Steelers. Um, I'll say Arizona because, you know, we didn't expect this great performance from Arizona yesterday against the Rams. Mm-hmm. We thought that the Rams were the class of that division. They're saying, no, 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 don't forget about us. So -hmm. those
0: are my three studs. All right, the three duds, I'll go first. I know I'm going to hell for this, but I don't care. (laughs) Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo of the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Of course, you don't want to make fun of a player who gets hurt or claims that's hurt, so I'll leave that part out of it. But but before then, uh, he did not look good. So Jimmy Garoppolo from the 49ers. My second dud, Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. And that whole offensive stat, you couldn't score more than seven points yesterday. Yeah. I know Cleveland's defense is good, but you couldn't score more than seven points, even after the Dablin Cook injury, who, who who later returned to the game. That was just inexcusable. So just Kirk Cousins, the whole entire Minnesota offensive stat, gets my second dud. And my third dud, I will go with Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, Pittsburgh. Actually, take,
0: take, take that back. I'll go with Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay.
1: Well, you take Tennessee. I'll keep Pittsburgh as my dud. You know, okay. <laughs> Big Ben does not look like Big Ben anymore at his peak. So I'll just say that, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Rams, I mean, I don't know what happened. I don't know that, you know, that they're the, the Cardinals defense just kind of like, you know, kept y'all from, you know, going, you know, down the field. That's really what, you know, that's kind of kept them, you know, that that's how the Cardinals were able to dominate. And also to us, us for not picking the Cardinals and also mm-hmm. us for not picking the uh, Oh, the Ravens too. So us, the three of us, you know, myself, Sid, and Christina, we're, we're picking our, us for our duds because we, we're we sorry, Baltimore Ravens. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Hour number one is in the books. Hour number two straight ahead. Stay tuned for more sports and more fun as Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago continues with our guest, Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. He's the MLB writer. He's going to hop on with us to talk about the upcoming wild card games. From the NL and the AL, uh, he'll predict the rest of the playoff picture. And does he give our Chicago White Sox a chance to win this year's World Series? Well, along with Lakina McGee, I am Sidney Brown. You'll listen to Second City Sports only on Sports Zone Chicago.
2: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9 1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9 0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41 15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing um are there some things that he can get better at yeah for sure that that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen download the free score app lightning fast update so you never miss a thing it's why the score app is one of north america's most popular sports apps I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sport Zone,
0: Chicago. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation.
2: It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalpage.
0: Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back.
2: Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar
0: It's hour number two, and welcome back to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago on Kid McGee. I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at sidkid 80 Once again at sidkid 80 That's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight zero.
1: You can follow. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Kid McGee on the IG.
0: As we wait for our guest, he'll jump on with us hopefully in the next couple of minutes. So Matt Snyder from CBS Sports, he's the MLB writer to talk about the White Sox in the MLB playoffs. Lakina, yesterday, uh, the White Sox ended their 2021 regular season uh, with the loss to the Detroit Tigers five to two. But that's that was not important. What's important is that the uh, the majority of the players are healthy going into the playoffs. They finished their regular season with the ninety-three wins. I was there at the game on Saturday and I talked about how the 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 starting staff need to show Uh, what they're capable of of going into the playoffs. We saw what Lance Lane did on Friday in their victory over Detroit. We saw what Lucas Giolito did on Saturday, which I mentioned I was there. Um, He only pitched four innings, but that male relief uh, gave it up to the Tigers on Saturday. But uh, it was Johan Mankata, as I talked about uh, all year long, Lakita. He needs to get hot, and he had the uh, game-winning two-run home run uh, in the eighth inning on Saturday to give the White Sox, which turned out to be the last victory of the regular season on, on Saturday. And uh, it looks like his bad start finally started to come around. It did on Saturday. Hopefully it shows up at the playoffs. Of course, yesterday, uh, Luis Robert, a.k.a. La Panteta, uh, hit a solo shot in the first inning. It turned out to be the last home run for the Sox for the regular season. But despite the loss yesterday, I'm very confident that this team can do big things in the playoffs. Yes, we got to take it one game at a time, one series at a time. But uh, the White Sox are looking good going into the postseason, which starts for them this Thursday at Houston.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that series. That should be a lot of fun. I hope we can get Matt on a little bit to talk about it, because this could be one of those series I can go to distance. I mean, these are only best of five. Houston has whole field. So you wonder, OK, what's going to be the big factor here? I'm, I'm trying to see if have they you know set up their lineups yet. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a sort of a this should be a fun series. I know people, they have to have this hate hatred for. Houston so but again I think you know which their pitching has been really solid Houston and also they're hitting too and also you got guys there who have experience so I think that's going to be another factor as well mm-hmm. so uh, again like i like I'm saying the last couple of weeks which is going to be kind of like the, the, the you know the main sort of the main factor is it going to be is it going to be the pitching is going to be the hitting is going to be the middle relief I just think that mm-hmm. you just have to kind of like you know think about it because especially these short series this is going to be what's you, know, you can't have like an error, or someone has a really mm-hmm. big, you know, have a really big outing, or it's a, someone that comes out of nowhere and just has their, uh, has like one of the best performances, you know, of their mm-hmm. career. So that those things can happen. So I'm just looking forward to see how this sort of, you know, maps out and how this sort of shapes up because I think this could be this, like I said, this could be one of those series that could go to distance.
0: White Sox fans, what chances do you have to give your South Siders? Uh, for winning this year's World Series, you can uh, make a comment uh, on our YouTube page only today. Just go to Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Place your comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up for you. Lakina, uh, it looks like Lance McCullers will get the start in Game One for Houston. We won't get into the series in depth just yet. Uh, the times and dates has to be set will probably be set by this time tomorrow, but. Uh, uh, looks like Lance Lynn may. I know it's not a field show yet, but it looks like Lance Lynn may be a game one starter. Uh, game two will be Friday. Well, uh, game two will be Friday. Listen to our show on Friday, we'll give you all the game two preview, um, bits and nuggets that you'll need be, before the game. Uh, it depends on what time that game starts, but it looks like Gio Leo may start game two and, uh, and end. Game three will take place next Sunday on the south side. It looks mm-hmm. like Dillacese will be your game three starter. None of this is official yet, but it looks like this is going to be your uh, rotation for the white Sox at least through the first three games uh, against the Astros.
1: Yeah, um, I got the schedule here. Like I said, the times are not official yet, but then we'll be that where we'll get a couple. We'll get most of those games, if not all those games. So, And I'm sure it's going to be available um I think it's going to be like cancel on FS1 in some cases. So if mm-hmm. you don't have MLB Network, you can get him on FS1. <clears throat> Excuse me. And and this is going to be, you know, Keiko's going to come out of the bullpen. You know, unfortunately, he didn't have his best start um, over the weekend against Detroit. So, you know, that's that's unfortunate. He thought that maybe he could get it together. But just doesn't have this stuff right now. And I'm going gonna, gonna, to, like I said, it's going to be on the pitching matchups. I mean, I kind of. This is going to be one of, like I said, it's going to be one of those things where weird things happen in these short series. So it's all gonna, you know, kind of come together. And let's see, let's see if, if you know, Lynn can use his playoff experience. You know, Giolito has his ex- playoff experience from last year. Like, let's hope that they can kind of get together. And here's hoping that they can, you know, get get going.
0: These are two things that are concerning to me. Uh, the mental relief, in terms of, like you said, Dallas Keuchel, Ronaldo Lopez, mostly Keiko. If should the socks get blown out or up there in a the close game, and Tony Rizzo has to turn to those mill relief guys, that's the only thing I'm concerned about. Of course, Aaron Bummer has looked good through the month of September, so hopefully he can keep it up. But I'm worried about that mill relief before you get up to your setup guys, and then of course Liam Hendricks. I'm not I'm not worried about him. He's going to be fine. I'm worried about that mill relief. Uh, that bridge gap with the fifth, let's just you say your starters go four or five innings, perhaps six. The seventh, perhaps the beginning of the eighth inning, those guys I'm worried about. And number two, as we talked about for the last month or so, if you're not hitting home runs because the White Sox have a dangerous line with everybody being healthy now, m- when things are not going your way in terms of the power numbers of your home runs, can you manufacture runs, how many bases are you going to steal, and can you play the hit and run game? That's the thing that I'm concerned about for the White Sox offensively going into this series. Well,
1: the good, good news is that Tapera is back. So I think that helps, you know, having him back. That should definitely show up that middle relief. I, I mean, I know Aaron Bummer, I know that's here. That, well, hopefully, he, we can see the good Aaron Bummer we saw those last couple of series and not the Aaron Bummer we've seen that can kind of give up three or four runs. <laughs> I, I know that would make you go, like, you know, that, that would make you go crazy. Sick, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be the factor here. Right. I think the middle relief. And again, we'll see. how. Look, we'll see. I mean, I, I think, like I said before, where things could happen. I mean, middle, the, listen, maybe the middle relief will pitch lights out or maybe they'll give up mm-hmm. you know, eight runs. I don't know. But like I said, in the playoffs, that that's going to be kind of like, you know, look, this is where these type of things you get sort of, you know, playoff heroes, if you will. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see what, what happens here.
0: Now let's go to the other side for the Houston Astros. They're your American League Western Division champions. And they have a stacked lineup. Of course, uh, th- these two teams played each other early in the season. Um, one series before the All-Star break that was back in June When a couple of things. The White Sox starting staff, that was one of the few times they really got uh, smashed around. The defense was bad for the Sox, And the Houston Astros swept the White Sox in Houston in that four-game series, of course. Uh, the Houston Astros came here to Chicago. Uh, the first series following the All-Star break, the White Sox took two or three. They should have swept the Astros, but they took two or three from the Astros here. Uh, uh, the Saturday night game, which I was at, uh, the the White Sox scored 10-plus runs. Giolito had a complete game uh, going. He picked up a, a win in that game. Of course, the following day, Carlos Rodon pitched one of his best games of the season, only giving up one hit against the Astros in that Sunday afternoon game. So. Uh, the White Sox didn't have everybody healthy at the time, even though they were leading the division the majority of the season. Uh, you, could, mm-hmm. you could tell that in that series here in Chicago, those White Sox can't play with the Astros. They could get the guy. We said at the time they could get the uh, White Sox could get some healthy guys back. Uh, they could really be dangerous. Now you see Luis Robert was starting to come back at the time. He wasn't back yet, but uh, he was still out. Eloy Jimenez was still out. He was a couple of weeks away from coming back. Of course, both those guys returned. You saw what uh, what they done uh, from this point, from that point to uh, close out the regular season. But I like the White Sox chances against the Astros. The Astros do have a solid, a solid lineup led by Yuli Guriel. He led the team uh, in batting average with 319. Yordan Alvarez, who won the rookie of the year a couple of years ago over uh, Eloy Jimenez, he led the team with 33 home runs and 104 RBI. Also, Jose Atuve, who's their leadoff guy, he, he sets the table. I know he was one of the ones that got caught up in the cheating scandal and fans booed him across the country all year long as fans returned to the ballpark. But also, let's not forget about Carlos Correa as well. Uh, he was the, one of the main guys that uh, that contributed to the World Series title that that franchise had back in 2017 when they defeated Dodgers in seven games. So, uh, this is a, a formidable lineup, but At the same time, uh, they could be had as well. It's going to be a tough season, but they could be had. And also they're led by uh, veteran manager Dusty Baker. I think there's now five teams that he's taken Mm -hmm. to the playoffs. San Francisco, the Cubs, Cincinnati, Washington, now Houston.
1: Yeah, and I and this look, again, if you can slow either one of those guys down, but again, they have the depth too. So, and like mm-hmm. I said, they have the playoff experience. They also have Michael Brantley, who's a name that I'm sure White Sox fans know from his years. Yeah, in Cleveland. His years, from Cleveland. So, you know, I, I mean, look. You, but I think you've, you've got like, you know, can, can something weird things happen? Like I said before, you know, in a five game you know series or oh, sure, of course, you know, their pitching has actually been pretty solid. I mean, <laughs> you got, look, you got guys, you know, they have, you know, experience. You know, so you got Zach a you know, who's been there before, you know, last McCullers Jr. I mean, he's mm-hmm. another guy that's been, you know, been pitching very well. Also, to Ryan Presley is a very solid reliever. So they've got the pitching, too. And like I said before, it's all going to depend on who can take advantage, who can, you know, hit the long ball as well as the short ball. Can, you know, can some of these guys pitch, you know, kind of like, you know, unhittable? That's sort of going to be the thing. And, and like I said before, I mean, you know, the five-game series, you know, where things happen. So, I, again, it's going to be, a, like I said, can the White Sox win the series? Yes. Will they? I think it's 50-50. I'm
0: with you. It's 50-50 because – like you said, all, everything is magnified from this point forward, and for the White Sox, even though they had a little bit of a taste of it last year, uh, losing to Oakland in that wild card series two to one, uh, these guys are hungry for more. Even though they're still a young group, And you know, that's why you have veteran manager Tony LaRusso Russa uh, on, on on your side because uh, the, these players, uh, when asked to be called upon, they, they need to to step up on the on the other side for Houston. Uh, this group has been through it before. This is Dusty Baker's uh, second year as manager with the Houston Astros, so you know they went through some things behind the scenes, especially last year with no fans in the stands and on all the hatred they got from their uh, from the opponents last year. So uh, it, it's going to be tough for Houston. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, We talked about their lineup. It's a formidable lineup. You have to respect that. But uh, their mental relief is is worse than the White Sox. I think the White Sox overall, their pitching staff is better overall than Houston. But it's going to come down to who's going to make the least amount of mistakes and who's going to execute down the stretch, especially in terms of small ball.
1: Well, I think the execution is going to be the thing here. Which team can execute? Can, you know, which team can manufacture runs? Can, who's pitching, you know, which pitching staff is going to have you know, the advantage going to some of these series? Like I said before, where things could happen. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, like I said, like I said it's 50-50. You know, can the Sox win? Sure they can. I mean, look, mm-hmm. I got a, a five-gamer, you know, look, we've seen, you know, teams dominate. You know, one team dominates the other, and the other team just can't get it together or and, or, and vice versa. So it, it's all going to depend on, like, you know, so it could be, a, could be luck, or mm-hmm. it could be other stuff, too. So, you know, we just got to wait and see. Now, let, let's talk about some of these other series that we got coming, especially some of these wild card series. Darn you, wash, Darn you, uh, you know, come on, Washington. you will <laughs> really, really get relievers. We won't get us today, um, but also too unfortunate. So the Mariners lost to the, the Angels, really. Come on, guys. Time, we wanted to see y'all in. But... I want a
0: chaos too. I was watching for it I yesterday. Know. We didn't get it.
1: <laughs> I know, we didn't get it. God darn it. But but you know, look, they got what they look, MLB got what they wanted. It's gonna be Yankees and Red Sox We're, you know, for you know tomorrow in the AL wild card game. Who do you got?
0: Oh, this is going to be tough. I told you that Boston has been carrying, uh, being being carried by the office all year, in particular, Rafael Devers. He's, I believe, the best office of third baseman in the American League, perhaps in all of baseball. Of course, they have Kyle Schwarber, who came up huge in that series against one of his ex-teams, the Washington Nationals. Uh, Their pitches, uh, Nathan Evaldo, I believe, is going to get the start uh, for Mm -hmm. Boston tomorrow. And so... Uh, you got to treat this like a game seven. Uh, all systems ago. Now, what gives Boston the advantage is they're at home. Now, the Yankees, the last time they were there a couple weeks ago, they swept the Red Sox. So, they have they could build off confidence off of that. So, they, they could play with these guys. I don't know who's going to take the ball for the Yankees tomorrow. Cole. Uh, Cole. Gary
1: Cole. Okay.
0: Yep. yep. And, and, and that's, that's the, yeah, yeah, that's the case. Yeah, that's the case in Boston. Uh, they're going to have some trouble. Now, Boston, can they manufacture some runs here and there? Because even though they're at home, Gary Cole, as you mentioned, is tough. He'll probably be your American League Cy Young Award winner. Uh, if the if, if the win is not moving out in, in Fenway Park, can the Red Sox manufacture a couple of runs? If they can, uh, it, uh, it's going to be a long night for the Yankees. But I, I think it's going to be a close game. And the Yankees, uh, thanks to Aaron Judge yesterday, uh, in that one nothing win over Tampa Bay, they clinched the, the top spot in the AL Wild Card. I, I can they can the Yankees do it again, going in way and, and beat the Red Sox? Sure they can. Now for Evolve, the, if the if the Red Sox don't give up a run or two early in the first three innings, I believe Boston will have a better shot. But if the Yankees come out slugging early, I just still see Boston crawling back, especially with Garrett Cole on the mound.
1: Have they found those those balls that said not hit over there a couple weeks ago? Have they found any <laughs> one of them? Because if look if, if we if we get that Stanton, I, I think it's going to be a long game for Boston. Mm-hmm. And look, I think Cole. You know that's probably why he was taken out of the of the uh, the rotation for the week weekend because I think Aaron, Aaron Boone probably realized that he was probably going to need him for that one sixty three game. So, and that's what's happening. It'll be him against the Eval- mm-hmm. Eval- 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 like you said, said for for Boston. It's really, like I said, it's really going to depend on. Look, weird things happen in these in these games. You got teams that have like eight nothing wins or nine nothing wins. It ends up you know going to extras like you know twelve, thirteen innings. So, you know, this mm-hmm. is going to you know these two rivals are first, of course going to get that last for that last playoff spot. And again, we'll again you know give of that wild card. We'll see what happens. And should be a foe between these two. Like I said, it could only go one of two ways. You're
0: listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, along with Miss Lakini McGee, which is she. I'm Cindy Brown. That's me as we talk about the MLB uh, playoffs. Uh, the AL wildcard game is first up tomorrow night at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time on ESPN. The Yankees and Red Sox will get it on once again. The NL wildcard game will take place Wednesday at 7 p.m. Chicago time on ESPN. That's the St. Louis Cardinals and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Lakina. Uh, before we move on to the national league uh dj LeMayo, he's injured for the yankees i think that's going to hurt them as some uh, hurt them uh going into this game tomorrow night should should the um yankees advance to the alcs he'll be available to play but lakino i'll ask you who do you have in this wild card game i'll go first uh, i may be wrong for saying this but i have the yankees
1: I the mean, Yankees too. I just think they're they're playing well. I like I said, I don't trust that if it goes to a bullpen type game, you know, if they only pitch like maybe four or five mm-hmm. innings, I trust the Yankees bullpen a little bit more, which isn't really saying much that I do the bosses yeah. bullpen. So and I think it's really gonna come down to the bats. If like I said, if we get if we get Judge, and or winning monster home runs for the Yankees. Bye-bye, Red Sox. That's all. And um as for the Cardinals, this Cardinals a uh, Dodgers series. I mean, you got Adam Ray Ray right against Matt Scherzer. Both are, you know, this is gonna be the this is gonna be the first rodeo pitching in the playoffs. So it's really gonna depend on who can kind of avoid, you know, giving up a lot of runs early. Can both these guys your pitch lights out? I think the Dodgers kind of gave up, you know, that last their last game because like, I think they realized that they weren't gonna be able to win a division because mm-hmm. the, the Giants beat the Padres. So I get to kind of like okay, let's you know take a step back, let's get ready for uh, tomorrow's game and you know win- well, Wednesday's game in this case, and <laughs> you know we'll see what they can do. I mean, it, it, like it, like said, really this game is really go either way. I mean you you got you know Nolan Arnado, will he show up for will he lead the way for that Max Monday who, Max Monday who should be getting NL MVP consideration, he's probably not, but. You know, Justin Turner, I mean that's why you brought Bashers or Justin Turner in mm-hmm. so that you can kind of make these uh try they be kind of situations. And look like, like I said before, I think if if one, you know, if one pitcher can keep their you know keep their team in it, that's gonna be the thing that's gonna trade turner, I should say, also too. Also Justin Turner too. We'll see if he can <laughs> uh, he play lights out. I got keeping the mix up for some reason. But uh yeah, I mean it's gonna it's really gonna depend on which team can kind of which pitcher can you know have that you know start to kind of like help the the hitting pick up the slap for them? And I just think that I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna pick the Dodge. I know the uh, the Cardinals have been playing very well. They won like 15 in a row, or something. But you know, I just think that the Dodge know how to win, how to do these kind of games. So I think the Dodgers will end up winning this.
0: I'm going with the Dodgers to uh, exit that last start that Max Scherzer had, which he got shelled. He's been very impressive ever since he was acquired along with Trey Turner from the Washington nationals. Excuse me. Uh, those yeah, two were, so yeah, like yeah, it says. yeah, they were both of them were, aqui- were acquired from the nationals in the trade deadline. Of course, both those guys bring experience from Washington winning the world series. Uh, at Houston a couple of years ago in seven games. And Scherzer, he, he's proven time and time again that he's a big money pitcher. The Dodgers w- were are going to need his um his experience and his uh, big performance one more time on Wednesday night. But the Dodgers, as you mentioned, like, you know, they've been on the road this last couple of weeks, um, pushing the Giants to um, to the brink of, of the, the NL West Division title. Congrat- congratulations to the Giants. They wrapped up the NL West title yesterday. But the Dodgers, they've been on the road these last couple weeks, and uh, I don't see them uh, stopping right now in terms of the momentum. Whoever wins this game will play the San Francisco Giants in the Division Series and in in that best-of-five series. If the Dodgers should win on Wednesday, they're going to give the Giants a, a, a run for their money.
1: Which well, should be a fun one, too. You know, Let's yeah. hope that's the case. I mean, that's the Giants' you know, first yeah. First division uh, title since 2012. Yeah, all the way back then, and they were actually the longest odds, four to one. So if you had the Giants win the NL West, I mean, you made some, you made some money yesterday. And look, this is going to be a very interesting series. Should it get to that point, should it end up being Dodgers and Giants? I mean, it's probably, it's probably going to go seven. <laughs> so well, you know, this is the
0: best of five.
1: Well, well, oh, five. Right. So yeah, it's yeah. probably going to go five. And now this so, is
0: this is the first time these two franchises have ever met in the playoffs. Is moving to the West Coast.
1: Yeah, should yeah, because yeah, like, we don't want to give the Cardinals. I know Cardinals fans gonna say why are y'all saying this. You know, they haven't played us yet, but we'll, we'll just you know we'll just you know not go far ahead. Now in the AL, you know we talked about uh Houston and of course you know the Sox. How about this other divisional game? We got the the Braves and the Brewers. Um, so what do you think about this best of five?
0: I think this series will go five games. Uh, I know Atlanta has been on the road these last couple of weeks. Uh, we talked about their injuries, Lakina, through the second half of the season. They overcame a lot of odds to win that horrible NL West. I know the Mets uh, led the division most of the way. They shot themselves in the foot, even after acquiring Javier Baez from the Cubs and um, signing Francisco Lindor to that long contract after the season started. Ugh. <laughs> but like i yeah, said that's not terrible. the braves for the Mets, the mets um uh let the division get away from them the philadelphia fields put up a great fight they just didn't have enough offense uh at the end so congrats again to the braves but i think the braves offense will will come alive in this playoff series but the milwaukee brewers i think they're more fundamentally sound than the braves Uh, I I said this before. I'll say it again. Milwaukee is the National League version of the White Sox. Um, Corbin Burns should be your NL Cy Young Award winner. Mm -hmm. I know I like Brandon Woodruff as well. I believe he'll get the ball in game two. I'm uh, I'm not certain of that, but he should start uh, one of these first two games of the series. And I think this series will go five games. It's going to come down to fundamentally sound baseball. I think Milwaukee has a little bit more than the Braves do. And the Braves pitching, starting pitching sessions should uh step up. I expect more from them, but I think Milwaukee has just a little bit more of that edge. I know the Braves players said that they're playing with a chip on their shoulder after blowing a 3-1 lead to the Dodgers in the bubble last year in the NLCS. We'll see mm-hmm. if that helps them, but I think Milwaukee just have a, a overall better. They're playing better as a team. I know the Braves have a bunch of superstar names, no doubt but I think the Brewers are a better team overall. And I expect this series to go the distance. I'm picking the Brewers in five.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good. I would keep it short. I think Brewers in five as well. Just because I, I trust their offense than the Rays' offense. I know the Braves mm-hmm. have. They can hit the ball as well. You know, they don't be stepped up since a cookie junior's injury, but I think Mm -hmm. it's gonna be where they kind of ran out of gas. They the brewers have been consistent, you know, pretty much throughout Mm -hmm. the season. So that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna go by that. And I think look, I think this could go five, but I think I have brewers in four for this particular series. And the winner of that. Of the Yankees, Rays. I mean, the, I mean the Yankees, Red Sox will play the Rays. So I'll keep it up with the AL East theme here, and should it be, you know, I think both these series, whoever they end up playing, I think, I think, the, I think, I would pick Rays in five if it's the Yankees, and I'll, I'll pick them in four if it's the Red Sox, because I just think that they're, like I said, they're bullpens. I trust the Rays bullpen than I do the neither of the Red Sox and Yankees bullpens.
0: I'd agree with you in your predictions, looking. Like, you know, I don't think Boston, I don't think the Rays want to see the Yankees because, That's especially true. given, especially given this series uh, we saw uh, this past weekend. Even though Tampa Bay had technically had nothing to play for, they still gave the Yankees a run for their money. I think they won two out of three. But uh, the, if you're the Rays, you don't want to see the Yankees because even though I I believe the Rays are a better team, you don't want to see the Yankees because the Yankees. Um uh, bullpen even though it's been uh up and down all year long the Yankees uh all this champion who's been on a roll these last couple weeks uh, he can shut you down and that starting staff of Yankees is much better than Boston if you're if, if Boston should win that game tomorrow night if you're the Rays you'll you could breathe a sigh of relief temporarily but I think uh Tampa Bay will own Boston more than they would the Yankees like you said the if it if it's uh Tampa and Yankees that series will go five Remember, these two teams met up in the bubble last year in the playoffs, and it turned out to be a heck of a series. And so, so, so that, 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 that what happened last year would carry over to this year. But if, if it's Boston and Tampa, I think Tampa should have a lesser, uh, a lesser of a struggle, uh, against Boston.
1: Yeah. Should be a fun series, you know, for, for both, uh, instances. And, uh, you know, since we got a couple more minutes left uh, before we go our break, Sid, what was your what was your kind of like the thing that kind of surprised you in the regular season?
0: Uh, shout out to the Seattle Mariners. Uh, they won ninety games. No one saw that coming. Uh, as as we said before, I was rooting for chaos. Uh, we didn't get that yesterday, but uh, Seattle made it I- entertaining. I don't know if you called Dave Sims, the TV voice of the Mariners, his yeah, call yeah. Saturday night. Uh, it was amazing. It was been all over Twitter th- throughout the weekend. So uh, Dave Sims, uh, of course, uh, does a great job for the Mariners for uh, uh, Root Sports, I believe, in Seattle. So um, I know their season is over. So hopefully he's back on the mic for them next year. Um, the, the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, they were uh, one of the last teams that, that tried to hang on and. When the Yankees and Red Sox won yesterday, Toronto was one of those teams, along with Seattle, they were out as far as playoff contention. That that team won 90 games as well. Uh, uh, give that organization credit. They played in three, four different cities this year, including mm-hmm. Toronto, and how they kept that intensity up. Up, I don't know how they did, but they did it. I think those are uh, that's a club. I, I said Toronto will be my AL wild card uh, representative this year. Of course, they fell a little bit short, but. Watch out for them next year. Hopefully they can look for some starting pitching in the offseason. Vlad Guerrero Jr. played at an AL MVP type uh, uh, level. I'm sure Shohei will have something to say about that. That award is his. But Vlad Guerrero Jr., 48 home runs this year, very impressive. This is still a good young squad in terms of offense. But hopefully Toronto's management can look for some stellar starting pitching this offseason.
1: And they, get, and they have all those guys, like, uh, you know, under contract because they all came from the mm-hmm. Myers, most of them. So they can't, they can't go out and get a couple of starting pitchers because I think that's sort of what kept them. And, and I said it before, I mean, look, I was so, you know, I, I really wanted the Blue Jays to sneak into that playoff, you know, playoff yeah. playoff wild card. But that didn't happen. But, again, this will give them, you know, uh, a buttons for next year. You will know, give them motivation for next year. And, you know, perhaps maybe try. And, and look, the fact that they won 91 games despite everything that they went through, you know, having to travel back and forth, you know, not being able to even pitch, even uh, play in Toronto initially. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's actually pretty impressive. That's the credit to the, the management staff and the just the organizational staff too. The fact that they were able to kind of you know keep it all together. Now, I would say the probably the most disappointing is, is the Padres. Yeah, I mean that, that's really there's really nothing more you can say about them. I mean, I know Tatis, you know, Gius injury, Fernando Tatis Jr.'s injury. I think that kind of played a part as well, and. You know, there's already, you know, some people that are saying that maybe the manager should may, may end up losing his job. Jace Tangler. there was some rumblings about that, you know, yesterday, the last couple of days. So we'll see where that goes. Um, you know, the, I'll uh, say that, you know, the Cubs that they finished up, you know, pretty well, they won a couple of games. So I think they won 71, which I don't think anybody saw come after they basically, you know, got rid of everybody, but the fact that you know, they play hard and, and, you know, if you're the Cubs, you better try at least start turning the corner as you get mm-hmm. into next, you know, at least like halfway through next season.
0: Yeah. On the Cubs real quick. Uh, uh, we talked about what they're playing uh, we try to figure out what their plan is going to be this offseason. Will you give uh, middle of the road veterans uh, two, three-year contracts uh, to see if you can be competitive? Or will you say the white side slash Astros course of t- in terms of developing young guys and bringing them up slowly? I don't think that this rebuild or retool, whatever they want to call it, I don't think it's going to be as long as people think, like the Theo and Jet era. But uh, as we said before, again, this season was a wash in terms of after the trade deadline. And I think maybe the first half of next season will be a wash as well. If the guys that you pick up at free agency or the guys that end or the guys you want to call up at some point next season, you, you want to see the fruits of your latest labor start to develop. And so it's going to be interesting to see what Jet Hoyer does this offseason.
1: Yeah, we'll see what direction. Like I said before, I've been saying it for like the last couple of months. If they if they only start turning the corner, people are going to start, you know, tuning out and people are going mm-hmm. to watch, stop watching Marquin, and people are going to be, start going to Wrigley. We, you saw that a little bit of that this year near the, the, those last mm-hmm. home games. It, there wasn't a lot of people there. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what they do. All right. So we got to take a really quick you know, break. You know, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk, um, some, you know, a couple big upsets in college football and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the NBA actually started their preseason game, which a lot of people probably didn't know that because I forgot myself. But so did <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll talk more about that coming up next in our last break. This is Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Stay right there.
2: Automotivemap.com presents the Sports Slash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be, we're going to say that three years from now, but at the same point in time for him, um, there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this, which is good too. Like, that's what we want. We want that to happen. Download the free score app, lightning fast update, so you never miss a thing. It's why the score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders, dance the sports
0: flash on the Sports zone, Chicago.
2: Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply.
0: Welcome back to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. We are live and in living color along with Lakina McGee. I am Sidney Brown. If you want to comment on today's show, you can do so by going to our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago. Place your comments or questions in the comment section. We'll get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's review uh, the top games from college football from week five to from this past weekend. It was number two, Georgia over number eight, Arkansas, 37 to nothing.
1: Yeah, did not see that at all. (laughs) I I mean, that was sort of like that was probably one of like the biggest surprises—the fact that they were able to beat them as well as as bad as they did. I mean, it was a bulldog's third shot victory over an AP top ten opponent in the AP poll era. So you know, their first Mm -hmm. their first win was defeating Alabama in '76. So it it just, I, 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 that would, I look. I'm not saying that they're the number one uh, team. Look, Alabama still has (laughs) has that on but, you know, they, they looked really good. I mean, I have to say, and, you know, Stetson Bennett, I mean, you know, what a step up from their, their quarterback, you know, he, you know, he didn't play and it was actually their defense. Their defense was actually the thing that, that, you know, that sort of, you know, kept them going. And, you know, they, it was just like, they, they just dominated from start to finish. It was just like, they put on a clinic against Arkansas, no, okay. That's not say that that's not, you know, Arkansas isn't a bad team, but I think, Maybe they benefited from not paying very good teams. I guess you know, Georgia's at a different level right now.
0: In Bentic, Big Ten, actually, it was number fourteen. The Michigan Wolverines, they go to Camp Randall. They dominated the Wisconsin Badgers 38 17. Jim Harbaugh with another big run on the road.
1: I think look, I think having you know totally totally overhauling the coaches' app is playing it's paying dividends for them. Um, you know, Kay McAmara, you know, another you know, two touchdown uh passes. Um Roman well, well, Wilson, you know, he's kind of been picking up the slack, if you will, since, you know, Ricky Bell got hurt. And it, it's it's been really good. I mean, like, like I said, their defense is sort of been kind of like the thing. You know, they had a couple of turnovers. Wisconsin, I don't know which is worse. <laughs> Wisconsin's offense or, you know, the Bears offense. People were making that joke <laughs> early on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Michigan will be facing Penn State. We'll talk more about that on Friday. But, Michigan looks good at this point of the season, 5-0, I think for the first time in a while in the uh, in hardball era.
0: Staying in the Big Ten, they also, University of Illinois, defying the line, not picking up another win. They defeated Charlotte
1: 24-14. Uh, yeah, I mean, they just had to win that game. I know our buddy Lamont Scott, who um, I don't know if he's listening to this over our, U- our YouTube page, but it, it's just... <laughs> I mean, they get their second win of the season, okay, or something. But, uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's, that's actually a pretty good uh, Charlotte team, so the fact that they were able to win that game. I mean, I think they were if they were at, you know, club, club lit, as they call it, down there in Charlotte, their stadium, <laughs> they probably would have lost. But the fact that they were at home, they were able to kind of maneuver it into the crowd, so a nice win for them.
0: <laughs> Staying with the Big Ten one more time, it was Minnesota, the Golden Govers over the Purdue Borland Makers 2013.
1: Needed, they, they needed that after what happened a couple weeks ago at home. So they really needed that win desperately. And, um, you know, going to Cincy, the Cincy, the uh, Cincy-Notre Dame game, and they, uh, Desmond Ritter, you know, I think he should be right there in the Heisman race. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think this is their – I believe this is their first win against a top-10 team. Let me look at that right quick for a second. Yeah, their win over Notre Dame is their first ever road win versus a uh, AP top-10 team. They were 0-23 prior to that. So, that's actually, you know, a, a, not a good way to a pretty good way to kind of, you know, broke that streak. You know, he had a Ritter had a two touchdown uh, uh, passes and a touchdown run, and you know, it was actually their defense. Their defense actually, you know, kept the you know, the Irish at bay. They had two interceptions, so you know, I think credit to Luke Fickle. You know, they they you know to, had, took it to you know their former coach Brian Kelly.
0: Now, with uh, a question for you before we move on with. Clemson struggling, and it looks like Cincinnati. Many people predicted them to go undefeated, which I think was going to happen. Do you think that Cincinnati will actually can crash the party and get in that four team playoff this season?
1: A lot has to happen ahead of them. If okay. you know I heard I saw Danny Canell said that we make it a two-loss team in the playoff. I don't think I don't think how you would do that, but as of now, no. <laughs> no, I, I think no, no, I don't think you're gonna see Clemson somehow sneak in there. That that's kind of silly. But yeah, I, I think look, just look, just take it one week at a time. I'm sure Luke Fickle's gonna tell his guys to keep it taking it one week at a time. No, don't go far, don't look too far ahead. You know, every game is important, you know, in their 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 conference, because that conference in the American is actually pretty good. So I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, know well, we'll see what happens. Still a lot of season left though.
0: Speaking of number one Alabama, the Crimson Tide took care of Ole Miss ranked number 12. They took care of um uh, Miss the oh, good old Mississippi 42-21. The running rebels uh, went down in flames in Tuscaloosa.
1: Popcorn, I guess that popcorn's burst I guess a <laughs> Kiffin was uh, teasing before the game. Um yeah, again they they dominated. I mean they they did what they could to kind of get the the hurry up, you know, and, and all that. But, you know, Rice Young, I think, mean, again, is showing you that he might be – I don't know if he'll win the Heisman since he's only a sophomore, but, you know, he looks like – he he just looks really good at this at this point in the season. He's not letting the pressure get to them. And they, they were just too – you know, that offense is just too much for their defense. So uh, I guess – I think that popcorn is burnt, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: going back to locally in college – Football. Shout out to the Northern Illinois Huskies. They defeated Eastern Michigan 27-20. Now going to the uh pack, the Pac 12 for the Pac 10. Um, uh, excuse me for my old age, <laughs> quote unquote. Uh, number three, Oregon, the the mighty ducks were upset by the Stanford Cardinal 31-24 in overtime.
1: Had a little help from the refs there. I'm, I'm, just, gonna, I'm just gonna be real. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not being, you know, facetious here, you know, I'm not. I'm you didn't put sure any money things.
0: down that game, did you?
1: Uh, no, no, no. But okay. I, think the I was refs, just making sure. <laughs> I, no, but I think those refs did. I mean, you know, Kevon <laughs> Dibido, I mean, he got called for targeting, which wasn't targeting. That's a whole other thing with the targeting rule. And then there was another penalty against one of their guys, Uh, PI penalty that was not a PI. You know, there was another P.I. in the end zone. That, no, it was just a really stupid – it was a it was a horribly called game. It was a horribly called officiated game. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Yes, Oregon had their chance to put the game away, but it never should have gotten that point in overtime. So, I'm sorry, Stanford fans. I love y'all, but y'all know y'all should not have won that game.
0: Well, this ne- Yeah, this next game, I won an offense. Well, we got it. It was the number six ranked Oklahoma Sooners. They got by Kansas State, the Wildcats, 37-31.
1: It was just a strange game. There was a, a, I guess, an onside kick, but that wasn't an onside kick because, like, you know, the, the <laughs> puncher—that I mean, the kicker actually kicked the ball, which kind of maneuvered, which is illegal, and blah blah blah. It's—it was just a, it was just a crazy game. And, and look, I mean, they did just enough to win. Oklahoma did, like I said, the defense will always make games interesting for them. You know, Oklahoma, yeah. And, and so that's, <laughs> but there was a loss that happened a couple of years ago. The, or they in Manhattan, so they were kind of rebound from uh, that loss um florida and uh florida losing to kentucky i mean that you know that game i think kind of that's kind of a surprise they're now five and zero, and mike stoops who's the coach there i mean he's got you know his guy is playing very well it's actually kentucky's first win against florida in lexington the all the way back to 1986 so it's been a while mm-hmm. for them um yeah so it was actually their defense you know and it, it's just that you know, florida just couldn't really put it together and i you know, there was some questionable like play calling late in that game that I that could have tied the game. It was just very weird. And but then you know what? Look, uh Wayne Dell Robinson, who is the uh Nebraska transfer, I know Nebraska would love to have him there right now, but he's been <laughs> playing very well for them, had a touchdown catch. So, you know, look, I'm not like I said, I'm not saying that Kentucky's the best team in the SEC. I'm not saying that, folks, but <laughs> they're they're leading the East right now.
0: You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Cindy Browns. We review the best uh, and worst of college football from week five from this past weekend. Lakina, uh, the 11th ranked Ohio State Buckeyes, they took care of Rutgers 52 13 in a dominating performance. Can we say Ohio State is back yet, or do we have to wait for them to play a better opponent?
1: Wait, I say wait, okay. I mean, look, look, I think Rutgers, you know, look, I know they've been playing pretty well up until the last, a couple of weeks ago <laughs> against Michigan, but you know, you know, I mean, I'm not really saying that this is a, a synopsis. I mean, it, you know, right now, I think, you know, Rutgers, I, I mean, well, Ohio state is definitely not, like I said, I, I did not buy it. I still don't buy it. Let's, Let's have them play, you know, let's see them against better opponents. They play uh I I think they play Penn State. I'm not I'm not sure, but they do play Michigan. We'll see how they look at the end of the season. So again, it looked, I, I think But like they did what they're supposed to do. So
0: number 15, the Texas AM Aggies. Uh they they were upset by Mississippi State. The Bulldogs got by them 26-22.
1: Probably in, yeah, in, <laughs> in college station. I mean, that was a. Uh, people are already calling for a Jim, Jimbo Fisher job. I mean, that was just, <laughs> that, that's just, you know, shocking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Will Rogers, 408 passing yards and three touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's crazy. And, um, and look, they're, they're three. This is a three and two team. They look like they were undefeated. So the fact that, and they just couldn't get their offense going, the Aggies. So I just – they look, they had their struggles against uh, Arkansas. We saw why they lost Arkansas. We, You know, they, couple, they struggled a couple other their games. So, I mean, what what more can you say? I mean, I, I think right now, I think – look, I think it's Alabama, Georgia. We could probably put Kentucky there in another tier and everybody else in the SEC.
0: The 19th-ranked Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, uh, got by number 21 ring, Baylor Bears, 24-14.
1: I watched a little bit of this game on FS1, and I, I have to say, though, I mean, a lot of people thought that this was going to be a rebuilding year for Oklahoma State, and but it hasn't. I mean, they beat they beat Boise State at Boise in that blue turf, and you know, I, I kind of feel like this is sort of like, look, I mean, Baylor Baylor beat Iowa State, mm-hmm. but you know, that 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 kind of like, and also too Spencer Sanders who had three interceptions he was able to overcome that. But also to Jalen Warren, who is another guy, you know, 125 rushing yards and two touchdowns. I mean, their defense also helped for Oklahoma State. So, you know that that kind of you know they kind of slowed down Baylor, and Baylor just couldn't. They, they went they went for it a couple of times. They just couldn't. You know the the, the Cowboys defense stepped up when they had to, and just this was a nice nice way for them. And look, they're five and zero. Oh, so you're my my Gunny, you're over fifty now, but you'll be happy with that.
0: Uh the Saturday night showcase game on ABC was no showcase, except if you were a Penn State fan, the number four ranked Nittany Lions got by Indiana, actually dominating Indiana, shut them out 24-0. Yeah, then
1: once they lost Michael Penix to injury, it was that was kind of like a wrap for them. And you know, it's, I, I'm just like, you know, Penn State looks really good. I mean, they have a big matchup against Michigan again. We'll talk about that um on Friday. But yeah, I, I mean Look, Penn State looks really good. I mean, Sean Clifford again had a really big you know, big out three touchdown passes. And and look, I, I just think that look, I think Penn State's gonna be it's gonna be right up there for the uh for the playoff as of right now. I
0: think so too. I think as so. As of right too.
1: now. Well get we we'll, again we'll see once they play Michigan, but right now, you know, we'll see. They didn't get they didn't get caught looking ahead to that Michigan game too, so you gotta commend them for that.
0: Yeah, it was uh, number 22, bar getting by LSU. The Tigers go down at home 24-19.
1: I believe this is their first win. I, I guess – I believe it's their first win in Baton Rouge since like the early 2000 – no, no, actually even – but look at that, like 98 or something like that, I believe. so. And I'm a little – yeah, I mean, that that's sort of a surprising – I mean, I actually watched a little bit – it's kind of like a late – like a little late. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. about 11-something when this game ended, and – you know, look Bobo Bo, Bo Nicks after you know they booed him a couple of weeks ago against Georgia State. Yeah, you know did something that even his dad didn't Patrick didn't get a chance to do. He you know beating LSU at LSU and you know look he did, made the big plays. You know they had that big touchdown. You know they sc- scored fourteen unanswered, and you know I. I Look, I think Auburn, I think they're starting to turn a corner a little bit. I know they're, you know, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're foreign one. I know some people want to rag on them because they almost lost to Georgia State at home. They benefit from calls, whatever. But look, they did what you're supposed to do in a hostile environment in the SEC. So good for them.
0: Speaking of hostile environment, uh, 25th ranked the Clemson Tigers get by Boston College 1913. Do you see Clemson going on a roll here, or are we just looking at an off-year for the Tigers?
1: They could probably finish strong. I mean, look, uh, Boston College, they had their chances to win that game late. They, I think they had like a fumble or something like that. I didn't get a chance to watch that game, but they had a fumble. So that kept them from winning And then unfortunately for Clemson, they're now outside the top 25 for the first time, I believe, since uh, Dabble's first year in uh, 08 or something like that, which I think was Dabble's first year or before, right before Dabble got there. So it's been a while. And look, they've been able to use his motivation to kind of try to finish strong and, Maybe not necessarily, you know, get into one of those New Year's Six games, but you know, maybe not. I don't I don't think the playoff I think the playoffs out of the question right now, but you know, I'm I'm kinda like look, I kinda like what I see. I mean, look, I think they're starting to turn a quarter a little bit, so but again, we'll see.
0: Uh back locally, the Northwestern Wildcats uh they get blasted by the Northern Nebraska Cornhuskers, 56 to 7. And we'll leave it at that.
1: I, went, I saw yeah, I saw a little bit some of the highlights. They just did not look good. I mean, Adrian Martinez they needed that, that game like that. So uh Nebraska, I look, I mean, this is of course this is what happens with Northwestern. They have a big year, they go all the way to the Big Ten. Uh, championship game, yeah, but then they ended up sticking it up the next year. So, psh, I, I yeah, part from the course, unfortunately. Yeah, we talked
0: about this two years ago, Lakina. The, the mm-hmm. same thing happened in 2019. Uh, they struggled. They came back, like I said, last year made it to the Big Ten title game. This year, uh, is going down in smoke. Um, to wrap up our college football talk, Lakina. Uh, let's go to some West Coast college football. That's what you love. Oregon State over Washington, twenty-seven twenty-four. Uh, this was the game I did catch a couple of highlights of this game. Uh, Herb Edwards in this Arizona State Sun Devils, uh, they dominated number twenty UCLA. The Bruins go down the flames, 42-23. Chip guess- Kelly, can they get him on the hot seat again?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think this might this might be one of those games where they did they might have him on a hot seat now and. You know, especially after that loss to Fresno, Also, although Fresno is actually pretty good. So I think that might they might give him a little bit of a leeway there. But yeah, I mean Jaden Daniels had two touchdowns, uh two down uh passes, you know, 286 yards, passing yards for him. Um uh, they didn't really need to have to run the ball too much, but they actually mm-hmm. made enough so that they can, you know, they had some short fields and I believe they had a lot of, you know. They actually were able to slow down, slow them down. And I think the offense just has not done well. And also too, their their defense. I mean, they're I think they lost a couple of guys on defense. So I think that's sort of a you know, that's kind of, you know, not been a good thing for them as well. I mean, although Arizona State defense, I mean they they sacked uh Thompson Robinson four times. So that stalled some drives for uh UCLA. So but yeah, this is a nice, a big win for them, especially in that you know, pack that pack twelve west, it's wide open. So we'll see if they can take advantage.
0: Yeah, and last score. Speaking of the, speaking of Fresno State, they were upset by Hawaii, twenty-seven, twenty-four.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, they actually were starting to catch up, but that that game was actually really late, so I couldn't stay up to watch that. But I saw they were talking about it on uh, uh, the game day final with Matt Barry, Joey Galloway and Jesse Palmer. And yeah, I mean, so, but I mean, look, a nice win for Todd Graham and that, uh, warriors program. I mean, they, they not, they're not playing in front of fans because of COVID, you know, and the law is there mm-hmm. and their governors were very adamant that no, 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 you guys cannot play in front of crowds, but, uh, look, a, a great win for them. And, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a, a very, yeah, that was actually a very interesting game too. I saw the highlights of that. So and look, look for Hawaii, you know, and then Todd Graham his first, you know, he's won big games before at Arizona state. So, you know, a nice win for,
0: for them and for that program. You're listening to second city sports on sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. As we have a few minutes left for our show for this Monday's edition, Lakina, you mentioned that the NBA preseason kicked off yesterday. I saw an advertisement for it, but I, I, I missed the game. I know it was the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch a single moment of that game. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't either. <laughs> I don't think any, I don't think a lot of. People, I think people forgot that it was on because everyone's in football mode right now. I know they did. Yeah, I saw it.
0: playoffs starting to. Uh, yeah, kick in yeah, MLB yeah. playoffs
1: too. Yeah, so I, I mean, uh, oh, okay, uh, yay. I mean, look, I'm looking for. i actually looking forward to seeing what the Bulls do, how they look. I, like, I know Patrick will is going to be out for a few weeks. Also Kobe white as well, but I want to see how the new look bulls look. They're finally Do they start against...
0: this Tuesday or Wednesday. I believe uh, I got to check.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll check the schedule, but yeah, I mean, you know, I want to see how this, this new bulls team looks. I mean, I, I kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, it's actually tomorrow. Yeah. They play Cleveland. So at okay. home. So, you know, there's going to be full crowds. So yeah, I'm, look, I, I'll might check it out a little bit. I mean, I'm sure our buddies, Mac Peck and big day Watson, we'll be doing some for uh bulls outcast on the hot mic and on YouTube you know, for mm-hmm. ball sports. So, you know, make sure to check that out if, if they are going to do something, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to see how, how they look. What about you?
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward to see what office assistant Billy Donovan implements for this team. Of course, you mentioned the injuries to Patrick Williams and Kobe white, both of them won't return until sometime in, in November. And, uh, how will Zach Levine and, Lonzo Ball, how would they uh how would they mesh up on the court? And Damar DeRozan, uh, same thing. How how would he supports Zach Levine? Uh DeMar DeRozan was the man in his early years in Toronto. He played a, a kind of a supporting cast role. Sometimes he was the man when he was with San Antonio the last couple of years. I want to see how he how he will step up in that supporting role with Zach Levine because Zach Levine is the best player on that team. He's the superstar on the rise, and he's the man on that team. So how are those three mesh together on the court? I, I want to see how uh, that chemistry, how how would that start to develop as Billy Donovan, the head coach of the Bulls, implements his new offensive system. And number two, how would this team play better defensively?
1: Right. I mean that that's gonna be another thing, right? I mean the defense is still an issue for the uh for the Bulls. You know, it's been that way for uh last few years. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean we'll see how we'll see how they look. I mean I, I kind of feel like, you know, it's gonna it's really gonna depend on like how everyone looks. I'm sure we're gonna see a lot of a lot of AO, you know, AO Io Desumu, you know, especially yeah. in, you know, with the injuries to uh, P Will and uh Kobe. So um I'm kinda I'm sure he's gonna be featured a lot. And, look, I'm looking forward to see how this team looks. I mean, you know, lots of high-flying, you know, kind of like a Midwest version of Lob City, if you will. So I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit of that. And even when I get back at full strength, I mean, I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more, you know, going to be putting on a show here for us at the UCF for us watching at home. So it should be a lot of fun.
0: And also, too, I want to see how – uh, the energy from um, uh, guys from the bench says Daniel Tice uh, couldn't come back to the Bulls because of salary cap concerns. I want I know Tony Bradley Jr. was picked up in the all-season, but I want to see how this uh, how this Bulls team from the bench perspective, outside of Ayo DeSumo, the rookie, I want to see if, what Tony Bradley Jr. does. Who else is going to give you that defensive presence, especially coming off the bench like Daniel uh, Tice did last year when he was acquired in the trade deadline for the Bulls?
1: Also, to Alex Caruso was. We'll see how he looks in the Bulls uniform. Yes, he's yeah. going to bring
0: it in terms of the perimeter defense. Uh, I, I want to see what he does, especially if he plays tomorrow night. I want to see what he does. What tone does he set coming off the bench?
1: Should be yeah, that's it. Should be a lot of fun as well for the for the Bulls and lots of NBA preseason games. I'm sure you can see it on your local, you know, Fox you know, Fox sports or, you know, Valley sports. sports or Valley sports, you know, if you mm-hmm. will. So, uh, yeah. So all that stuff, I'm sure you'll be It you EBA know, TV. TV as
0: well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And also too, I'm sure ESPN will probably show some, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of preseason games as well. So should be a lot of fun. Um, real, real
0: quick, Lakina. Yeah, go oh, so up.
1: No, you go first.
0: Okay. Uh, before we move on, I know we have a couple of minutes left, but our, our, I think we predicted what's going to happen with the Ben Simmons situation. Are you oh, just yeah. as sick of it as, as I am?
1: Me too. Yes, yes. That's yes, my <laughs> head hurts. Like, oh, okay. He doesn't want to show up. Okay, that's two hundred some thousand dollars a, a a day that he's missing out on. So money exactly. talks in the end. so I'm sure they'll they'll work it out. And look, nobody wants. Look, I don't know who look, look could go to the state perhaps. Maybe you know if you guys trade uh, James Wiseman. I, I don't know, but. I just like I'm so sick of it right now, Sid. I I just want to like <laughs> throw this, you know, throw myself against the wall. I I'm so sick of it right now.
0: <laughs> I know Joel and B was asked about the media day last week. I know the mm-hmm. other his other current teammates for now has been saying the right things, but you know they want to get rid of Ben Simmons. It was Doc Rivers' fault after what he said following that Game Seven loss at home against Atlanta last year. He was asked, was Ben Simmons a championship player? Just paraphrase a little bit. He said, right now, I don't know. That killed his trade value right there if you wanted to actually trade him, trade him during the summer. As I predicted a month ago, uh, Ben Simmons go- is going to have to play nice, and he's going to get traded eventually, but it's going to be well after the season starts that he's going to get traded.
1: Well, and, and to who, though, I think that's going to be another thing. I think to who, yep. I think that's going to be sort of the, uh, the the number one question. Who's going to – will it be the Warriors? I mean, will they will- – they trade him in the Eastern Conference. I don't think a lot of Eastern Conference teams want him. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm I don't not, see that
0: happening. Certain things yeah. have happened, but I don't see it as of right now.
1: Yeah. I just don't see it. Maybe Portland, you know, play with Dame, but not, I don't know. Or maybe they would trade yeah. for Dame. I don't know. But uh, real quick, um, since we got a few more minutes left, uh, we get a chance to talk about Zoe because we thought we were going to have Matt Snyder on. I don't know what happened there, but hopefully we'll have him on <laughs> soon. Um, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Los Angeles Chargers and Monday night. Although also no, uh, Manning uh, Manning simulcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're taking a few weeks off. I think they're not going to come back to like week seven. I think they're only, they're only going to do it 10 games a season these next three years. So, yo, yeah, sorry about that folks. But, uh, yeah. Uh, what do you see this game real quick?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm looking for, I know the Raiders host the bears next week. So I know a lot of bears fans will, will be tuning into this game. For the Chargers, Justin Herbert, do not turn a football over. And can you run a football with Austin Eckler? If the Chargers can do those two things, I think they'll have a better chance to win. I think that I, I did pick them to win tonight's game. Uh, the Raiders' defense, even though it's been good this year, It's not really uh, something to rave home about. On the flip side, Derek Carr is having a phenomenal year. I know him and Coach John Gruden have a love-hate relationship. I'm using that in air quotes. So for the Raiders, I know they're starting this running the football, which keeps the pressure off of Derek Carr. And let's see uh, if the Chargers defense can get some pressure on Derek Carr, especially early. If they could do that, I think they have a better chance to win. Like I said, I picked the Chargers to win tonight, and I expect them to do that. The Raiders will have their first loss of the year.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I said, this. I think, I believe, I think we all picked the Chargers, I believe. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that this will probably be the, the Raiders' first loss of the year. I think Herbert's going to have a really good game. I think the defense will also help out as well. I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Joseph or... You know, Live Joseph or Joey Bosa ends up getting an interception or something like that or cause a turnover. I just think that I don't trust the Raiders' defense. Like I said, I don't. So, And I think they benefited from some other, you know, luck and stuff. So I think their luck runs out tonight. So I'm picking right. the Chargers, too.
0: Yeah, looking- Re- yeah. real quick, Lakina, tonight on NBA TV as the preseason kicks off for everybody yeah. else on the, around the National Basketball Association. Uh-huh. At 6.30 p.m. Chicago time, we'll have the Atlanta Hawks and the Miami Heat. I know our good friend, Alana Tecker, will be looking forward to that
1: one. Oh, yeah, she's already – I'm sure she already has this think she already has a game in her DVR. No. And then followed by uh, the Warriors at the
0: Trailblazers at 9 p.m. Chicago time. So there's a preseason doubleheader tonight on NBA TV.
1: All right. Yeah, so sounds cool. All right. Uh Sydney, I know you're looking forward to a lot of the baseball. I'm also looking forward yes. to the baseball as well also to uh action college hoops, you know, they start practicing, you know, ne- last week. So the college basketball's right around the corner. Um yeah, so a lot, of, a lot coming up, we're going into the, the the cooler months, but we're getting more sports. So also to yes. uh, NHL. The is already doing their um preseason games. I, I, I believe the Hawks have a preseason game tomorrow night if I'm not mistaken. Sydney. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get to see the get to kind of the new look of uh, the new look of that particular TV lineup. They got some new people uh, doing it this year. You know, we are gonna, I guess, to rehearse for you know the uh, potential potential replacements for Pat Foley and perhaps I maybe mean, Eddie Olchek, We'll see. But uh, yeah, so I'll, you guys check that out on you know uh, uh, NBC Sports Chicago. So you guys to check those Correct. out as mm-hmm. well. All right, you can follow me at Kenan McGee on the Twitter and at Kenan McGee on the IG.
0: You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, SIDKID80, SIDKID80. You can listen to Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday on Sports Zone Chicago via the Facebook page on YouTube on or on youtube hopefully. at sports zone chicago yeah, hopefully. so hopefully the facebook page, yeah, will, be the facebook page will be up and running back up <laughs> by, the, by the time we get back on here next uh, on friday but uh speaking of sports on chicago make sure you download the download that sports on chicago app, wherever you get your apps whether it's the apple itunes Store or google play make sure that app says sports chicago you can catch up on any of our past shows you can watch our and listen to our live shows as well so make sure you download that sports chicago app today you can follow sports chicago on all social media Platforms that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, second series, What you can do so. We're available on all podcast platforms at war on anchor. Make sure you type in the search engine boxes, W-A-R-R on Anchor. You can follow War Media on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at War Media. Once again, at W A R Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much for your support.
1: Like, share, subscribe, subscribe, and tell your friends.
0: Yes, for Lakina, I am Sid. This has been Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. We'll catch you on Friday. We'll review uh, game one between the Houston Astros and the the Chicago White Sox. Game one is Thursday. The time will be announced perhaps tomorrow, perhaps early Wednesday morning. We'll have uh, game one, uh, review game one of that series, and perhaps preview game two of that series. We, We assume we'll take place later on in the day and we'll have your hashtag football Friday preview for college football week six and week five preview for the uh national football league league. So as Lakina said, this is, we're heading to the uh, exact right time of the year for all of our sports going on at once.
1: Oh boy. That was a lot of fun. So first said, <laughs> first said I'm Lakina, you know, it's getting a little cool out there. Folks So wear your jackets. And if you're not going to, Look, if you're not gonna get vaccinated, wear your mask, wash your hands, mind your business, and be good to each <laughs> other. This has been Second State Sports on Sports So Chicago, and we'll see you Friday. Hopefully we'll be back on Facebook as well.
0: Till Friday, go Sox Tober is on. Holla!